I just make grime and Star Wars <laughs> the same thing? We're underrated. <laughs> Welcome back. It's 2020. It's the same 12 Notes podcast. My name is AJ, aka Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globes. International Slow, back in the building. DJ Slopo for the y'alls that you don't know. Big bars, big bars. <laughs> Yo, cut the mic off. It's your boy, Sign. Do I have an AKA today? You tell me. AKA, Jesus' favorite hype man. <laughs> That's oh, a good wow. one. You're welcome. Are you still on the, the Jesus is King stuff? Jesus King, the whole Sunday service choir album. Which you I should, haven't listened to yet. You should see me go in the kitchen. <laughs> going what's the, off. What's the um, Sunday service choir one called? Jesus is Born, released yes, Christmas Day. Yes. Oh, yeah. That That's was like a Kanye album for my mum. So it's like Kanye, but without <laughs> the Kanye verses. Yeah. <laughs> so, a little bit of an explanation of what today's episode is going to be. There's actually a fair bit of news that we want to cover. Some stuff I feel like will take us down all sorts of rabbit holes. But Sign, do you want to let us know where we are with our big upcoming collab with our new friends at the Fifth Element Podcast Network, talking about our Decade in Review episode from two, three weeks ago now? Before Christmas. Yeah, we've been, out, we've been having uh, relaxed family holiday times. Exactly. Festive drinks. Dry, jan dry January is the most miserable thing ever. <laughs> I'm a week in. <laughs> uh, I don't know why you'd do that to yourself. Exactly. So I'm sat in the pub on Chris on New Year's Eve. And me and my mate have both had quite a few. And then the topic of dry January came up. And I've been aggressively against like dry January, Stoptober, No Nut November. I've been... <laughs> Whoa! Ooh, coming in hot. <laughs> coming in hot. I've been against all these things. Because I'm just like... If you understand the concept of moderation in life, you don't need to not do something for a month. Why deprive yourself of pleasure for what? So that you can post it on Facebook. But then, ironically enough, alcohol got the best of me and uh, £100 was shook on as a bet. So here I am trying to not... Here I am trying to not lose my money. <laughs> and to make it worse, like, if anyone... This isn't, a, this isn't a plug. If they want to sponsor us, sure. But Beer52 sent me my subscription that my lovely girlfriend forgot to cancel after we got like the two months dead cheap. So I got like a really nice delivery like two days ago of some really nice craft beers and- Well, sit on that. Oh yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to it for like, you know, February 1st, but the fact that it sat there this whole time, it arrived and just as I'd just gotten home from having two pints of Coke in, in trough. <laughs> <laughs> like, Wow. Stick to it. Um, people who want to better yourself, keep doing what you do. Yeah, I've I've not turned up since since New Year's Eve. That's you know what same, but I've I went missing working. for a couple of days after oh. New Year's Eve. <laughs> oh, the classic! <laughs> I went missing. I was uh, in bed. The Magnums got got the best of me. <laughs> I had, had way too many Magnums. Twenty twenty, the year will introduce AJ to Magnums. Oh, just have to Jesus. wait for the. Weather to warm up a little <laughs> bit. We need to balance out the. Yeah, fine. The I for real until I realized you weren't. I for real thought you were like, oh, I was hungover, so I was eating ice cream in bed. No. That's genuinely what <laughs> it moves no, a little you, bit different to ice yeah, cream. Yeah, you get hungover from the Magnums. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. special type of litmus in the Magnum. I feel like such a child when I talk to you. So. <laughs> yeah, so. but then after that, I was um, 
I completely lost my voice for like three days. Um, I had that flu that was going around. Deep. Yeah. It was fun listening to us on the radio on Christmas Day. That's true. It Big was. everyone that did. I had a few people who sent me local snippets. Uh, so it came on just as we sat down for Christmas dinner and because I insisted on having it on. <laughs> Christmas dinner was weird. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I think, I think it came on whilst we was eating Christmas dinner as well, like the first hour. Um, yeah, m- my mom insisted on listening to it. She was like, oh, I want to hear. My, like, oh. my little... Didn't say no. Oh, it's radio. It has to be PG. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. My I w- at the dinner table, I was sat next to my niece, who's three years old, and I don't think she's ever been more confused because she was like, "But you're sat here, and your voice is coming from over there. Yeah. What's going <laughs> on, AJ? Why are you on the radio?" I was Welcome like, to "The future, little baby girl. <laughs> Welcome to the future." It was insane. I was like, "I'm famous now. That's what we do." So. Things that have been going on since that recording. So as I mentioned at the previous episode, we have been working in partnership with the Fifth Element Podcast Network. And the aim of that partnership is to bring the minds and the fifth element of hip hop, which is knowledge for y'all, to a, a global platform, get everyone we have involved. There's some genius writers, content creators, some of them you've come across, some of them are behind the scenes doing their magic. We've been working with them to help us decide on that epic decade in hip-hop albums. So in the next couple of episodes, maybe the next one, you will hear a collaborative effort to rank the top 10 albums of the decade. A lot of people have just been churning out their decisions Mostly responding to hype and numbers. The fifth element of hip-hop is knowledge, and we will bring the ultimate knowledge. So I'm very excited to, for one, have other voices other than us. It will be a collaborative effort. There'll be a whole room of people. Shout-outs to the internet. They ain't actually going to be sat here. But there will be a lot of people, hopefully, involved in this discussion. And anyone else, actually, who's welcome or who wants to chip into that discussion is welcome. So um, I will... As we always do with the same 12 notes, we will forever invite people to take that fourth mic or also dial in to give us their thoughts on the decade in hip hop. We've had this lovely bit of equipment sat in front of me now for quite some time and I've been itching to use the phone in feature. Every week I'm like, can we use, let's just, let's just call somebody. I'll phone in and everyone's like, no, no. Wait for Same the right song. moment. Wait you for can't just rock up to world's strongest man not doing no bench press. Yeah. <laughs> So um, that's what's happening. Should we jump straight into the news? Because the, over the Christmas period, apart from me hooting and hollering to Jesus is Born by the Sunday Service Choir, shout out to Jesus' birthday, turn up for your boy. Apart from me listening to that album and being so happy that, again, we have a, a Kanye album for my mum to play in the car, which is going to be a thing. I can imagine going to be a full shub. Anyone that follows me on socials will know that sometimes that's going to be a, a part of the world you see of mine. Um, what other news did we have popping off over the festive seasons? Who, uh, who wants to start? We just went through a few. Um, Leave the Golden Globes to wanna, last. I'm going to pass over scenes as we only have one fan of this person in the group. All right. Uh, bad baby. <laughs> right, okay. Wait, 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 wait. 
to clarify. (laughs) (laughs) Come with that energy. A fan I am not. Same with your chest. (laughs) But fuck it, hit your bitch in my socks. That's all I'm gonna say. Do you have to rhyme that as well? That one. Welcome. Oh, I didn't even mean to. God damn. Uh, No, not a fan. The, The music is trash, except for that one song. Okay. Which again, is trash. So but it's like enjoyable trash. Does someone want to explain what's going on? Well, the news is Adrian Broner was after them Gucci flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Now, in this world of the internet, it's 2020 now, we live in a future. Mate, Marty McFly thought we were going to be in space by now. Meanwhile, Adrian Broner, the big-ass man who is made a profession out of knocking out other big-ass men... <laughs> Is sliding into how old is she now? 16? 16. 16. Hitting a wow. 16 year old in the she DM. He, he no, she's 16. Because she ain't legal in America yet. Jesus. He Christ. hit her with a double DM. Can I just say, as a male, I understand the etiquette of social conversation. If you're trying to have a conversation with someone, a double DM is a thin line. Anyway, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it out there that my toxic masculinity cannot cannot allow me to do the double DM unless. Do you know what? If it's part of a conversation, and oh yeah, yeah I'm yeah. using it as a like you're having alley-oop. two simultaneous. You're throwing yourself an alley oop. Yeah, or like I want to switch. I want to switch up the play. Aye. I want to. I want to change where the the conversation's going because I don't like the way that that topic's going. <laughs> I'm but gonna I, use uh, basketball analogies to come. Compare all of this, but keep going. Love that. Uh, yeah, so like sometimes you might use the, the double DM just to switch up play. Uh, go off topic. James Harden, you're a step on the conversation. Yeah, <laughs> just so coach don't su- put you on the subs bench. <laughs> <laughs> so Adrian Broner thought this was some type of slam dunk competition in a DMs. And he, first of all, threw his number, came off the backboard. Boom, hit her with a, I can't even remember what the message said. Hold on, I'm getting it. Thank you. So we didn't see the message before, but it's publicly known now that he first messaged with his number and then off the no re- off the scene but no reply hit a 16-year-old girl up with the do you have it yet? Uh no, keep going. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> Pull it back. Let's start the analogy again. I feel like I feel like we're waiting for as long as how he's how long he's been waiting for his reply. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna get it. So he threw his number off the backboard, real safe. Stepped into the D, jumped up trying to dunk it. Have you got this message yet? It's not a long one. Text me, crazy girl. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he could spice up. Hey, big head. Wow. However, speaking on the shade room, (laughs) he has insisted it was an honest mistake. What's honest about a double message like that? I don't know. Google. I'm I'm, I'm just taking out the fact, I'm taking out, I'm taking out the fact that she's a minor from this situation to begin with. (laughs) You shouldn't, it's important. No, 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 no. You can Google and she can Google her age. She now classes as a public figure. So she has a Wikipedia, which has big old DLB on. I just accidentally, when searching bad baby, Google autocorrected for me and Googled bad baby age. Oh, wow. <laughs> so plenty of people are Googling the same thing. Uh, I'm assuming that this that's after this incident. I'm guessing so. I mean, l- hold on. There's creeps on the but internet. I just want to, I just want to go let me, with- Let me Rosita. I just want to go with- uh, on, okay, the, on the first case of, it's 2020. Yeah. Let's not be double DMing. 
Yeah. That's the, fir- that's the first L of this situation. It's the like, second L is the biggest L. Yeah. yeah. So she's, she's a minor. It's like, a legal why, L. Why is it an illegal <laughs> L? <laughs> People fail a driving test for the moves like that. Yeah, you got caught traveling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so again, it's a, uh, let this be a lesson to all. This is a fairly light conversation because some of the musical interactions we were about to speak of are uh, a little bit heavier. But let this be. When a did this? When was this incident? I say incident. Days ago. Like, yeah, I need. A, I need a date for what I'm trying to work out here. Right, let me go on her Instagram. Because she screenshotted him and put it on exactly. her Instagram. She put him on like blast. A yeah, she year old is like, yeah, like, doing this wild <laughs> she, put, she put media. him on blast harder than Good. I've ever seen. That was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, Mr. Jackson. Oh, you too. Old. You old enough to be my daddy. <laughs> Either she posts a lot, or it's since been deleted. If anyone got my reference, it was Cat Williams talking about how Michael Jackson cannot play with little brown boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I feel like, yeah, he, he just needs to abandon, abandon. Oh, in- would you look at that spike? No. Right, okay. Yes. So using the wonderful tool that everyone should be aware of, which is Google Trends, where you can type in a search result and it will show you on a graph, like the, <laughs> the search results oh, wow. and how people are searching for it. Oh Lord. Can y'all see that spike? Oh wow. Wait, what are people searching here? Bad baby age. Yo. <laughs> the spike is massive. So obviously this news Big broke and everyone's freaks. like, wait a minute. Shit. Yeah. So, see, the rest of the internet had to corroborate their evidence before they started letting off shots. So like, yeah. on January 3rd at 9 p.m. there was a <laughs> hella spike. <laughs> Um, yeah, wow. everyone's like, bleep, bleep. <laughs> how, how old is this yeah. young, young girl? <laughs> I feel bad because we shouldn't even be laughing at like something no, like that. But what, like it's frustrating because we definitely know that this happens and it's a really sinister, powerful male social media trying to see, pick on something that he thinks might be easy. Yeah. Yo, and search results for bad baby went up even more. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's like, it's very clear that he was, it wasn't an honest mistake. Don't double DM. Yeah, don't be just, doing any yeah, of that. Just stay in your lanes, homie. Abandon your social media. I wonder yeah. if he Googled that shortly after and then went, oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> Yo, Instagram also has an unsend message. So he had the chance. Yeah, he had the chance to, to be like, twice. all right, do you know what? I nope. fucked up. I mm. didn't know she was. Yeah, but no, he, no, he, he exactly. shot his shot again. Exactly. To- I'm not trying to play devil's advocate here, but we do live in a weird, weird world where 16 year olds be looking. We've said this before, 16 year olds be looking all kinds of Ha-ha. ages. But you, when you have the backing of internet pages- Yeah, she's a public figure, there's no excuse. Exactly, that negates the whole, I don't, it doesn't matter what she looks like. It doesn't matter what she looks like. Yeah. She, she looks how she wants. Ain't nobody else deciding that. Nope. Needs, do you know what? He just needs to move like young buck Mm-hmm. And catch the child abandonment case. <laughs> nice. <Wow. laughs> has, anyone, has anyone seen that? Can I just no. say our Segway game has been getting phenomenal. Yeah, so good it's, it's getting better. It's getting better. So good at this. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> Young Buck spent Christmas uh, in an overcrowded jail. Wow. Uh, yeah, for sandwiches for everybody. For a, <laughs> for a child abandonment case. That's deep. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's- Stay away from other kids, look after your own. That's the lesson so yeah, far. That, that, that's how apparently 2020 is kicking off. And it's, Man. in all honesty, wait, has this, 
first few days of 2020 been overall positive or overall you, uh, it's been wild. It's been wild. wild. We're West. literally yeah, just yeah. Start, we're literally the news that we're covering. We're literally starting with just bare fuckeries. We're a week in, bare we're one whole fuckeries. week. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm I'm two weeks off. Just stashing petrol in my house just in case of pockets. <laughs> well, this two isn't a politics before. podcast, but ooh, Iran. Yeah, like <laughs> that, was it. that was it. The, the do you know what the madness is as well? I found out about that from memes. So did I. Yeah, I that's how fucked it is. The world's getting weird. Like no, in fairness, uh, I, I can't remember. I woke up to a, a news notification on my phone. I think it was like the news app. It was like, this is important. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not gonna lie. I was so I felt like a grown up. I got it from like real news. Oh, I was no, working I got it from Twitter. 4 a.m. on my ones. And then I saw the Twitter banner roll and I was like, oh shit. It's about to go off. <laughs> and then I open- It's about to go down. I never go to news platforms first, whatever yeah. news breaks like that. I will always open Twitter because Twitter is like no holds barred. Then yeah. I opened Twitter and I was like, <laughs> what in the fuckery is happening? But this is kind of funny to read. Not negating what actually happened in the seriousness of it, but I was opening Twitter- Seriousness? No. It's a word to me. No, I was thinking of, never mind. I was trying to make a bad Syria pun. Oh, okay, never mind. Oh, yeah, wow. don't do that. Yeah, don't, don't, don't be that, that. guy. <laughs> wow. We <laughs> are really starting this year with fuckers. Yes. I opened Twitter and the one, like I heard a phrase at the end of last year, which is Twitter will be loyal to nothing but the joke. I heard that line and I was like, this is big fact. Yeah. Like I'm laughing at shit that is, so serious when you remove the joke out of this, but good lord, people are quick with a Twitter. People thinking. are so quick with it, though. So quick. So quick. I found that recently. Like, I don't go on Twitter much. I have a Twitter. That's it. Like, I, like the, I don't know the last time I opened the app. But one, the times when I do really heavily rely on Twitter for things, I like whenever y'all know that recently there's been a whole lot of fuckeries going on in Manchester. Yeah. Um, ever since. I mean, the main one was the unfortunate knife attack in the in the Arndale Centre. But ever since then, like on a weekly basis, we were getting like pretty serious incidents. And every time I was hitting Twitter to find out what was going on, because Manchester Evening News wasn't updating fast enough, like things like that. Like Twitter was amazing for that. To find out People info. that were looking yeah. off the balconies were tweeting pictures. Like it was insane. Yeah, Fireworks going off in the Arndale. Twitter, Twitter is my BBC. Yep, big facts. <laughs> Always Just have to be. deal with a story with a meme. Yeah, <laughs> you have to deal with laughing at the important story first. The worrying That's thing true. that I it find with, the, with getting news from memes though, and I think this is, before we move on, something that you know we all need to be careful of. I scroll through Instagram sometimes and I'll see a meme and I'll be like, haha, that's funny, which Donald Trump stan posted this meme? Oh, is it one of those like, like really meta meme accounts that I follow? Oh no, it was Donald Trump. Like Donald Trump legit posts yeah. memes on his Instagram on Twitter. Donald Trump shouldn't have Twitter. All the no. time. Donald Trump <clears throat> should not have Twitter. He was he was posting his next steps on Twitter before announcing it in a press release. Yeah, that's... He was like, oh, we're on beef. Yeah. <laughs> He's ready, like... It's... Imagine having to turn up to work like, oh, shit. <laughs> Here we go again. Boss tweeted this over yeah. the weekend. No one could stop him. Yeah. I, it was 6 a.m. He woke up. Letting off. Tweets. Donald Trump tweets at like silly o'clock in the morning. Yeah, though. No. Like that man's, man's sleeping pattern's all kinds of fucked. He needs to 
do not disturb his shit. He's an old man as well. He He's be, 70. Yeah, he shouldn't be up at that time. <laughs> anyway, back to music. Yeah. Drink, your, <laughs> drink your Horlicks. Back to, yeah, back to music. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to keep the ball of fuckeries rolling. Um, French Montana is, um, I don't know whether it's been accused or whether they've found him um, of being, if anyone had any younger siblings, will know Dora the Explorer, Swiper No Swiping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was <laughs> he was swiping Spotify streams from people's accounts, hacking into their accounts. And doing all kinds of madness. So what I heard about this is anyone who's listening to Spotify from an American account and follows French Montana or liked French Montana's music or album or anything like that should double check their recently played songs. Because some French Montana may be appearing in there that you don't expect. <laughs> I would love to see where it's like just from really weird accounts where you've got like Miley Cyrus, Ellie Goulding, <laughs> Taylor Swift, French Montana. <laughs> then he goes back to Billie yeah. Eilish. <laughs> it's like, wait, where, where did this come from? Go on. I, I, never mind. I was thinking, so I was, I've been enjoying Tidal. Yeah. But then... I think I need to separate where I listen to my music from because, for example, this thought just pops into my head. Like, for example, this morning, I had music on at work and you've got to, you know, appeal to who's in the room and Taylor Swift did come on. Like, intentionally, I went and put that on. Someone went, I'll put this song on. So I was like, okay, fine. And that's going to fuck with all kinds of my suggestions. This is just me thinking out loud. I need to, like, keep using my Apple Music specifically for things like that. That's why I have Spotify and Tidal. Yeah. Just for when people want to make requests and then oh, title can be just for me. Oh, you'll have both. Oh yeah, if someone requests, I'm going on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fucking my shit up. Family subscriptions, I don't pay for nothing. Big yeah. facts. Oh, Fuck that shit. It's the wealth. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, French Montana has been having an interesting Christmas period into the new year. So first of all, we had the concerning images which... One thing I dislike about the internet is how people do like to drip feed and create a, a story or kind of use the the gaps between information to let the internet create a story. We, he ominously posts pictures of him laid in a hospital bed. It was serious. Meg the Stallion was visiting yeah. him. Don't know how sick I have to be to catch that visit. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put myself on my deathbed soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he was getting celebs visiting him. He was showing the IV in the hand. Classic hospital rollout. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he posts a picture of a Bugatti saying, New Year, New Wit. Um, and then we fall into the next piece of French Montana related <laughs> news. Um, this is. Him and 50 Cent have uh, picked new targets. Go on. Sorry, to go back, only because I've only just read the rest of this article. Adrian Broner said, (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I just finished reading the article. Like, I was just pulling bit. Nobody wants to date a kid. I fault Instagram for not having people's age on their profile. I thought she was grown the way she out here moving. (laughs) Just just accept that you fucked up and move on. Anyway, back to what you were talking about. That that makes it even worse. That makes it even worse. That was a Kevin Hart move trying to blame somebody else for your shit. Oh, wow. We're going to get to that later. Spicy. (laughs) So, yeah, do you want to educate all of us on the latest on 50 Cent and French Montana? 
Oops, was that me? Yep. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't know because I've literally not really been keeping up that much with it. I don't know where the beef started. So, um, all I know is that the beef is there. They've been going back <laughs> and forth online. Um, French posted a photo of 50 Cent, which looked like he was about to kiss Eminem. Uh, the cl- it's a classic Photoshop that's been going around the internet for like 10 years. Yeah, a long time. This is a good right. time. If you're going to beef either of them, Eminem or 50 Cent, that's a good go-to picture for the yeah. beef. Solid. Um, and then I don't know what's happened from there. Like, uh, There's a lot of the timeline that I'm missing. So, but the last thing that I have yeah. seen is <laughs> that <laughs> French Montana is shot back at um, 50 by leaking the next episode of Power. <laughs> Oh, that oh, that makes you know me what? laugh. So exactly, yeah. he deserves a round of applause. So Fifty Cent thought well it would be played, funny, sir. and I feel like these celebrities have more than twenty four hours in their day to do the stuff that Fifty Cent has been doing. Even though Fifty Cent is an expert level troll, he was posting videos of him calling French Montana's car dealership to ask details of. Definitely breaking all types of GDPR. <laughs> Asking him about like, the information of trying to pull information out about French Montana's car purchasing purchasings of recent times because they started going at each other about who has the oldest or secondhand Bugatti. By the way, that's a conversation I one day hope I'm in. Yeah, it's like if that, if, I mean, if that's a bad thing. I, I, I want to be involved. Who has Bugatti money but doesn't have new Bugatti money? There is still a difference. Yeah, but if you've got... Nah, Listen, sorry. I just want to be involved the in the conversation. of a car still... Yeah, but if you've, got, if you've got Bugatti money, any Bugatti money... Nah, like, why are you doing, Nah, second-hand Bugatti might scrape listen, under less listen, than... If, why am listen, I talking like I know this number? I've got bills to pay. <laughs> if, 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 if you're smart anyway, you're not going to be buying a brand new car with exactly. the depreciation value. If, I'm, if I was that rich, I wouldn't care. Uh, but you would care. Your accountant would care. Let's let's. Oh, just, if I was that, if I was like rapper rich, let's just remember my accountant would cent, have heart attacks. Let's, yeah. let's just remember though, 50 Cent declared himself bankrupt last year. Yeah. For the troll. He turned up in a off-the-rack suit in a smart car. <laughs> wearing a G-Shock. He went down to wearing that rubber G-Shock yep. watch. Trolling us folk who wear the rubber G-Shock watch and as a bankrupt troll. And, like, and now he's talking about Bugatti money. Like, when, when like, one of the Migos goes to their accountant and mm-hmm. goes, I want to buy this iced out Patek Nautilus, Mm. like a standard Mm -hmm. Patek Nautilus is 50, 60, 70K. And then an iced out Nautilus costs God knows how much more. Mm -hmm. If you've got that kind of money to just piss away anyway. Fun fact, they're not buying that outright. Yeah, a lot of, of, what a lot of rappers will do, they get, get, it's almost like a, a, their contract, they'll get an advance. So they'll pay like, Say if your whole thing for the watch is 200K, you'll put up 50K. And then because you they know that you're good for the money, when your shows are coming in, you might be like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to pay you like 30 grand each month. Okay. And like a, any type of loan, some rappers will default on that, which is why you hear jewelers being like, oh, that rapper owes me money because they are wearing this fantastical 
chain with a thousand and one diamonds in it, but I've got to say, I'm, I'm always more impressed if we're talking about you know jewelry and and things like that. I'm always more impressed by the the wearings of other really rich people than I am rappers. Yeah, but like other rich people know how to style it out, but rappers. <laughs> well, uh, well, that's no, not that's not to, yeah, no, that's yeah, not to say that rappers can't style it out. But like, talk about watches, like because I'm recently like currently obsessed with watches. I'm never going to buy one, but mm. I like the idea. Something like a Patek Nautilus, like. To a watch fan, I yeah. said that's a beautiful, amazing watch. Anyway, yeah, you just think we'll throw a load of diamonds on it. Like, what are you doing? That's what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> we as a collective and, and ignorant pour, corner of rappers, and then you pour a little bit of Hennessy on it exactly. to show that it's real. Exactly. You see the uh, see the watch Cristiano Ronaldo was wearing. No, he no. turned up to some interview with the most expensive Rolex ever made. There was like one of them, and it's like eight hundred k. Well, that's see, amazing. I like that you can do that. Look at what Jay Z has done with watches, by the way. Mm. Jay Z in the watch game. Jay Z wears some amazing, like, re- like vintage watches. Look at why he can wear that many vintage <coughs> Rolex watches. There's a story. Your investments, Rolex. Oh, no, there's investments. a story behind it. So, so before we move on from this completely off the rails conversation, true say, uh, uh, which Pop is say totally like my fault. Uh, I recently found out that apparently now, it, when you're buying a Rolex straight from Rolex. Yep. Not only are you on like a six to 12 month waiting list, mm-hmm. but to stop people immediately flipping them for like loads more money, uh, you don't get the paperwork for it for another 12 months. Oh, wow. So like if that. you buy a Rolex from Rolex, like they're like, okay, so you're wearing this. Great, then you're not gonna walk around with the paperwork in your pocket, are you? So they just don't give you the paperwork for that watch for like mm, a year. Someone might G-check you. Ooh, the G-check. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Keep me, keep me off this topic. I've got so much useless information here. <laughs> um, IWC, big pilot, Google that watch. That's I mean, my I favorite wanna, watch. I want to I save that for later. So um, <laughs> as in, <laughs> I know we were talking about it earlier and you mentioned that you've always been of a shit bag. But Kevin Hart, I found the, the documentary pretty inspiring. So for those who don't know what we're talking about, uh, Netflix released a three-part. Fairly easy to digest. Uh, it's more than three. Are you sure? I thought it was only three. No, no, it's more than three. I think it was six. A documentary series, anyway, on uh, on Kevin Hart called "Don't Fuck This Up." Yeah, don't think, fuck this. I up. think it was three. Uh, no, I think it was six half an hour. Yep, oh, it's six. Okay, I six half an hour episodes. Season one, interestingly. I think that oh, al- wow. that's always the case, though, isn't it? They, it always says season one. Like Netflix doesn't have a, like a button for no, season zero. I don't think they. Sometimes it just doesn't say. Oh. Okay, anyway, it's got mixed mixed reactions. So me and Slopo have both seen it. Sign hasn't seen it yet, but obviously nope. the internet exists, so we know all about it. I think he looks like a douche. Like, he looks like... I like Kevin Hart, bear in mind, and I find him funny. But I find him funny as a stand-up, and then after that, I'm, like, kind of done with him. Like, I'll watch his stand-up, I'll laugh. Nah, I, fa- I watched it, and I found it... Like, I found him as a person inspiring. Like, could you explain to me how? Because I have so many contradictions to that. So, when you, when you watch, <laughs> I know that there's, I know that there's going to be, the, I know that there's contradictions and there's faults with him as a person, but all people have their own faults. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not perfect, we are going to make mistakes. It's That's how fair. you bounce sure. back from them. Fair. But watch him where, like, he come up, he grew up from. 
like he makes a lot of jokes about his dad, which I genuinely thought when you're hearing his stand up that he was exaggerating yeah, yeah, the yeah. jokes. The, he's not exaggerating shit on them. Yeah, like his dad really threw him in the pool. His dad really turned stole a police dog. Stole a police dog high on meth or whatever it was. Oh yeah, his dad was moving wild. Like well, I mean, okay, yeah, it was. <coughs> he's built up like his own business from the ground up. And he got to a point where, like, what, uh, Night School was his first ever big movie under his own production company. Like, he yeah. did all of that himself. You can't take away, like, the achievement of that. And, Absolutely not. No. And, to, and to not say that that achievement and growth is inspiring. And then to, you know, to play fair, um, he his drive is clearly... Yeah, incredible. His, his drive's like, incredible. Uh, like, and everyone yeah. in there, obviously, you know, it was a... In his some ways, it was kind of like a blowing smoke up his ass documentary. In other ways, I think it was a bit more of a sort of trying to be a balanced view. From a, if you're a film fan listening and you like documentaries, it's well done. Yeah, the way it's it was well shot cut, was great. it's well like the the interviews cut with yeah. like the the actual footage. It's very nice to watch. It's a heartbeat production documentary, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. 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 Okay. But the big thing that stood out for me, and I already knew this about Kevin Hart, but it became even more obvious, especially when the point of the documentary was to kind of like paint it <clears throat> in a, a positive light. Like the man has never once accepted responsibility for fucking anything. It's always, yeah, I did this, but it's like, yeah, I cheated on my wife, but my best friend tried to extort me for $10 million over it. Don't go trying to change. Let's just go back to the thing that you did. And address that right where he goes. The first thing he said when he re he did that apology video that I think he put on Instagram or whatever, when he was like, you know, since I've got, since I I've, love that video. since I've got big, you know, I feel like there's a target on my back. It's like, okay, cool. Shouldn't have said that. Leave that part out in your apology. Yeah. And then he went on to say like, you know, so I shouldn't put myself in situations where bad things might happen. Like, yeah, you shouldn't do that anyway, I think regardless of the fact that you've got a target on your back. So essentially what you've really just said is, damn it, I'm famous. I can't get away with being an ass. That's what you said. Yeah. I mean, Not yeah. I'm sorry for being a dick. I'm sorry for being so famous <laughs> that everyone knows that I'm a dick. But let's, let's, let's all be honest about it. If you mm -hmm. get caught cheating at the time, you're, when you get caught, well, by the time you get caught, you're more sorry for the fact that you got caught than the fact that you did it. Well, yeah, obviously. Because otherwise you wouldn't have kept it You wouldn't have done it. And see, and, well, you wouldn't have kept it quiet and secret for as long as you did anyway. The guilt yeah, if you, if you got, got it, to, you know, yeah. I'm not, I, I would never yeah. condone it, but if you go out and you do something wrong, if you come back the day after with your tail between your legs and go, look, I fucked up last night. I'm really sorry. Let's work on this. Yeah, then you can say, all right, maybe, but- Yeah, you try and keep it quiet and then it comes out on Instagram. Well, you're just a dick. Well, mo to be honest though, that's most people, if they get caught doing something stupid, <coughs> in any sense, take it out of relationships. If you fuck up at work, you're like, oh shit, I fucked up. How am I gonna fix this without anyone realizing? Yep. That is the first thought in 90% of people's head. True. Just be now that you're famous and you've got a big platform of, where everyone's looking at you. When you think, then, I fucked up, shit, how am I gonna fix this? Like, it's the same reaction that everyone would have, just on a level where everyone is watching I got you a anyway. big, I got a big sense from, uh, from, this, from this series that part of his identity to himself is, and it's almost, it, it, 
It's for bragging rights. So when he goes, look at this, I've got all my production comp I've got my production company, I hired all my friends, the plastic cup boys or whatever the stupid name was. Yeah. Um when he goes, you know, <coughs> what they say, everyone under the umbrella of my company is paid very well. Yeah. I was like, oh great, that's a nice thing. Didn't need to say it though. Like what you're doing there is swinging your dick around going, I'm so rich that I can pay all my friends. I don't because think that's, because then everyone goes, oh, how nice is Kevin? He, he hired all of his buddies and he pays them really well because that's not, there's a phrase and I've fallen foul to this before in my life and people have pulled me up on it and I've learned from it, which is hide your good deeds as you hide your bad ones. Uh, like you don't, you don't do good things just to run around going, look how nice I am. It's like when people post on Facebook about all the money they donate to charity. Just donate but to I charity. Think, but I like, think, think about context, people like Keanu though. Reeves, who like if the internet didn't like dig it all up, no one would know how nice Keanu Reeves is. He didn't go around saying it. I think it's in context though of like where he said- Thank you for attending my TED talk. Where he said like <laughs> everybody in my team gets well paid. It's because everyone in the team that was in the Versace shop and there was pressuring, the one guy that didn't want to buy the Versace shop was the, the barber. Yeah. Oh, hairstylist. <laughs> and- at, for, at the time of like listening to it, I'm like, well, yeah, don't don't pressure like him into buying it. Like he's not on as much money as like what the comedians are on yeah. in the team. And that's where Kevin Hart was like, no, like it's just because he doesn't like Versace. He thinks it's stupid. Like everyone in my team is extremely well paid. Like regardless of what you do, yeah. you are. You're which extremely... is admirable, which is admirable. So I like I'm like, all for that. Like that I... I get that. And if I was in his position, I would do the same thing. Positives of nepotism. Yeah. I think it's like- it, But it feels like he does it and brings his friends with him, which is admirable to be able to say, I do all this to bring my friends with me. Well, like, I think it's, it's it all the, seems very- I think it's the typical, like I'm the provider. Like yeah. even for when his family was there, he's like, I don't want my wife to work. I don't want my kids to have to worry about like anything like that. He was like, I'm saying that, Obviously, he doesn't see his kids as much because he's out there working. He's like doing what was it? He was doing all kinds of stuff. Was it three films <clears throat> and 150 tours in like something like that? One year or something like that. And there was like, oh yeah, when do you see your kids? He's like, oh, when I can, kind of thing. The only like, the moment, the most human moment in that whole show for me, which I did really appreciate, was obviously they talked a lot about his dad and they talked about all the shit that his dad got up to and just about him being a bad parent. Uh, and there was a really quite a poignant moment where Kevin said something like, you know, there's no bond. You can love someone like a father would love a son and a son would love a father, but there's no bond. Like we're not, we're not like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and his dad came in and he was meeting the little baby and it was, and it was really lovely. I only slapped the baby over the head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> um, Then there was a moment where his dad's got some like breathing condition. Uh, and he has to breathe through this little machine thing every so often. I can't remember what it was called. It was some complication of having had lung cancer. Anyway, he then sort of pulled Kevin to one side. And I don't know if it felt like it may have been staged, but also the way they were interacting with each other didn't look staged. Where he pulled his dad, his dad pulled him to one side and was like, look, you know, I need this thing. And there's a, there's a whole deal. A and yeah. Well, and then Kevin just went, dude, like, stop. If you want something, ask, how much is it? And he was like, it's... Uh, 17,000 and he was no, like I think, cool, said, I think he said seven and he was like oh, I'll give you 20 then something like that he was just like just ask don't do this little fucking dance with me yeah, like yeah. if you want something just ask that is fine like don't bullshit with it and that was the moment that was the only moment where I was really like oh cool like 
I like that. You didn't make the guy squirm for it, even after everything that he'd gone that he'd done and everything they talked about. But they was just like, you just came out with it and just went, you want something, ask for it, that's cool. That was possibly the only moment in it where I wasn't like, oh, dude, you're just a dick. So, mm. like, it's possible to have that kind of drive and not be that much of a douche. Look at The Rock. Oh, well, the thing, the, I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like if you follow everyone with a camera for long enough, you're going to see bad qualities. Yeah. Name me one bad thing The Rock's ever done. No, has, has anyone made, have you, they made yeah. a documentary of his life I, like that? I agree there that if you follow anyone for long enough, Oh, I'd be you in prison. Will, you will start to, what freaky DQ you yeah. Oh, I like <laughs> so, Anyway. So I agree that if she there is- She doesn't listen, it's fine. <laughs> if there is I someone to following to you, you enough. for long enough with a camera, they will see those things. The reason I haven't watched it is because the clips that I have seen show, for me, really clear- or it's not actually it's not even that clear at times so show signs of someone who understands both sides of the coin yeah so they understand the having nothing and the drive to get to the other side they understand that like the grass is definitely greener on the millionaire side of the fence it's yeah. definitely greener on the billionaire side of the fence so he gets himself to the position where he could then associate upwards so he yeah. can he got himself to the position where he was hanging around with the comedians. After that, he got him to the position where he was hanging around with the Dave Chappelle's. He was never, which is a very clever growth thing that people do, is always associate upwards. Yep. He was never the wealthy person in the room in the instances that we've seen Kevin Hart over the last few years. So a lot of the time was, what's Kevin Hart doing in this film? We saw Kevin Hart in 40-Year-Old Virgin. So what's Kevin yeah, Hart doing true. in Four Year Old Virgin? Because yeah. that's fucking Steve Carell, and he was true. putting himself in a higher position. He, he continued to do that, and what that has created is someone who will turn around and look down on everyone else below him. And that, in situations, has included his wife twice, and <laughs> two separate <laughs> wives. Yeah. So for me, it's like everyone always teaches it. Every mother has taught you this in somewhere or another. I know my mum, being African, it came in a more direct, harsh way than I know my other parents, which is was <laughs> treat others good on the way up or else they ain't going to treat you nice on the way down. Yeah. Yep. So he did all of this. And then the poison that I didn't like, which is, I'm going to relate this back to music, is... The way he treated people, which is a phrase that I learned, there's like elements of gaslighting. And you see it in the clip I saw of his wife crying into the camera. Yeah. And it seeming to bounce back between Kevin saying this whole situation made him a better man, her saying the same thing. And like AJ said, you shouldn't have to do so much shit to be a better person. You should know mm. before you walk into the room and go, this isn't going to make me... I'm not doing this to become a better person than me. Well, I'm okay, only no, going to well, be a better person no, but if you, I get caught. Yeah, but you only, you only, you're only a better person if you learn from your mistakes. Yeah, like, okay, in fairness, to, to, I, play, I to play fair, to, you know, because there's, there's nothing like fairness. Yeah, yeah, I agree. If you do something like, for example, cheat on your partner, yeah, and you... 
you know, with reckless abandon, you just sort of steam in and you, you think nothing of it. And then you actually see, like he says he saw, the hurt that that caused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can learn from that. And yeah. that is personal growth. I, yeah. it, it, like realistically, you shouldn't have needed to go through that that personal growth, but some people do and that's fine. Yeah, yeah, so I, I don't necessarily have a problem with the idea of someone doing something that I think is wrong, but then them genuinely coming out of the other side of it going, oh, I saw the impact that that had on people and around also, me that I care about. And also just to point out as well, when we're talking about his first wife, the, his second wife, was involved in him cheating mm-hmm. on his first wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what but I didn't, what I didn't buy was the sincerity of what he was saying. Like, I agree with it all. For me, I just don't know how sincere it was. A reason why, for me, like it's sinister as well, is because Kevin Hart has continued to do some very questionable things and just has an amazing PR team. Look at this current rollout apology tour that he's doing, which is yeah. just a lot more polished than the Oscars apology tour. He won't do interviews with a lot of people. Kevin Hart disappeared for a year after breaking his back. Did he talk much about nope. the actual accident in that? No. Nope. That's for me, that's a huge flag. That he did a lot of skirming. He did this whole I nearly died. Everyone saw what the car looked like. Everyone knows from stories clipped together of what happened in that car. All of that happened after this whole I'm a better man, I need to be there for my family. Yeah. Yeah. He nearly died. He three other people, two other people also nearly died in a car accident that no one even knows what happened. Yeah. So for me, it's like the fact that that is the mentality that he's still working with scared me. And the analogy to throw it back to music is that mentality is comparable to the greats that we have seen completely crumble at the end of their career. James Brown is a perfect example for me. James Brown literally was hanging around with presidents. Presidents were asking to hang yeah. around with him. He did that entire Work your way associate up. up. Yeah. He did all of that from, I'm a little kid who likes music. You hang around in the bars that play music. I'm now the kid that plays music. I'm hanging around with the touring musicians. I'm hanging around with the touring musicians. I'm going to go meet Quincy. I'm hanging around with Quincy, who puts me with Michael Jackson. Hang around with Michael Jackson, that puts me with presidents. Hang around with presidents, that means the US president's knocking on my door. Mm. How many times do we hear of James Brown knocking people back on the way there? Literally, I don't mean to make the joke, but physically, there's instances where people have said they had to pull a gun to stop him doing something. Mm. We're in the era now where people don't pull guns on him, they'll just pull a camera on him. So people just pulled a camera on Kevin Hart. So it feels like he's going to get to that stage if he doesn't actually genuinely do the things that he's saying to reach the James Brown yeah. speed in with a shotgun in his car because that's the only type of satisfaction he can get because he's been doing all of this constant climbing and tearing everyone down below him. And I think especially when you're that kind of a driven person, I think there is an element to it. This isn't any kind of sympathy <laughs> or an excuse or whatever. I think there's definitely an element of if you're so hyper-driven, like it showed a whole bit where it's like he gets up super early, he goes and works out for an hour with his trainer and then they go to the gym and then he, like his personal trainer is basically on staff and his personal trainer was like, well, I'm getting paid. I've been at the gym now for two hours just in case Kevin shows up. Oh, no, 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 that was because he was, Kevin was late. Yeah, but that's what I mean, because he was was off doing something else, but like he was constantly, he's always doing something. He's not just sat doing nothing. I think part of 
the, the behavior thing that we're talking about comes from that that constant yeah, that drive, that that sort of turn it up to eleven, not in necessarily like a risk seeking kind of way, but in just like a, I'm the fucking man, keep going, keep going. I wish I had that drive. Well, yeah, yeah like, but the, like when you watch him, I feel like it's that drive a lot of the time that is kind of and the ego that comes with it that is keeping him running at that level because it's yeah. like it's physically not healthy no. to be running on two hours sleep nope. for like years. No, it's just not healthy. So there's something there within that drive and building that ego where you're like, I'm the man I'm making. Like, that's probably where the arguments stem from with his PT, where he's in his head, he's thinking, I, I've got my friends here. I've I've got them to this point. Like I've made, I've built this so that they can be earning the money that they're doing. I've got this house for my kids. Like I've done all of this. Like I'm the man kind of thing. Yeah. And if I slow down, then everyone else around me is going to start. That's so, a lot of pressure. Yeah, like, I understand. Because in, yeah. in a sense, um, whether, whether yeah. like as much of as a prick as he came across in the argument, I do kind Have of you seen that the argument with his PT. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So I do kind of get where he was like, well, if if this all of this stopped tomorrow, what would happen? And his his PT was like, well, he's the CEO, he owns his own company, he makes his own money, he's made money before, he'll make money again. Is it going to be on that same level? Probably not, but that wasn't the point. No, but yeah, but no, I think that was, I think that was Kevin Hart's point. But because there was all intoxicated, he was doing it in a very dickish manner. Yeah, he was being an. He arse, was he yeah. was coming across as such a prick. Doing in it fairness, in if that I way. if I was his PT, who's not a small man, and that small man was speaking to me like that, well, there, I'd yeah, have probably there, fucking dropped him too. Yeah, there was there was about to. I w- I would have thrown hands as well. But I, in the concept of where, if that was um, a sober conversation. I could get the point if yes. he'd said it differently. I work this hard so that I have built this company that we all can eat off. If this crashes, then we're all fucked kind of thing. Well, there was a moment as well when he was on set for, I don't know what it was. It might've been night school. I can't remember where he basically put, I think the guy was called Joey. One of his friends was the showrunner for this production company and he was doing the job that he was there to do. Yeah. But basically, Kevin Hart on set as the actor was still stood there. And I understand it's his company, you do what you want. But there was an annoying moment where he was stood there being an actor and then was giving Joey or whatever the guy's name was shit. Because he was like, no, now you're not dealing with Kevin, your friend. You're dealing with Kevin, the asshole actor. And this is not okay. Go and fucking fix this. And I'm just a bit like, you, you, you could have been nicer about that. No, like, but everyone in the, the room, whole, everyone no, in the room's the whole, friends. No, but you missed the whole point of that. He says, I'm doing this to teach you a lesson because when you work with, he's the only person that he's worked with as the actor. He was like, you can't let things go where it's like, oh, because we're friends, you only need to work at But then maybe you're, putting, maybe you're putting yourself in a position there then where if you're giving jobs to your friends rather than people who are, Actually, I'm not saying the guy's not qualified, but I'm saying if you wanted to hire a showrunner and you didn't want to have to do that yourself, go and hire a showrunner. Don't just give it to your friends. You can't do, you can't I hand something think, to your friends yeah. no, and but, then get frustrated when you no, don't no, get what you no, wanted out no, of it. But I think you missed the whole point of it because he was doing it and he came back and was laughing about him with it. Yeah, in he, fairness, was, he wasn't where, in a total day. Where he was like, I was, I was doing this. I was going into a role where I'm showing you that this is how you may have to deal with an actor at some point if they are an arsehole. If you've fucked up because they've requested burgers and chips for sweet potato fries for lunch and you've got the normal fries, 
some actors that are like douchebags will just walk off set and be like, fuck this, you've got me fucked up. Like, I'm not doing yeah. it. Christian, he was ba- like, Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, my whole point of showing you that was not me being a dick because I'm, I'm, I am a dick and I want to be a dick to you. It's that if we're going to move up and you're going to start working with high profile actors, this is how they may act. One thing that I'm not a fan of, and it's not just a Kevin Hart thing, I don't like it when anybody does it. Like I've come across these people in my actual life and things like when they, in a kind of disingenuous way, they'll lecture you about something. Like you've done something wrong and then they give you a lecture and then they go, and you know what? I'm telling you all this because I care. Yeah, like, you know when I, you get that. Yeah, that I whole, get that because it feels it, patronizing. It is patronizing. But, it's super fucking so, patronizing. So, and if your actual friend does it, like I've got friends yeah. that I work with who will genuinely pull me to one side and go, "I'm telling you this because I care," and then they'll go and do it. I don't like it when, like, for the sake of argument, your manager does that and they go, "Like they're just being a fucking patronizing ass." So, but and he was doing that with his friends. He's like, look like, at all this that I'm doing. Da, 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 da. I'm telling like you this in, because I want to do well for everybody. And blah blah blah. It's like, I feel like in that up. situation though, I don't think it was like I don't think it was as bad as what you're explaining because. For me, like I know that I learned from lessons. So yeah. if so if I was like running if he was running around and he was being a dick, he was like, Oh, where's this? Like my, my cart was supposed to be here, it was supposed to pick me up at, at four. Oh shit, sorry, I forgot to order it. Oh well this is fucking and he starts going off and then he's like, Oh, where's my food? Like, what you've ordered me the wrong food and starts being a dick and then he's like, Look, yeah, I'm right. like yeah, yeah, yeah. like as a friend, I can let that go. But if this is somebody else, they would be very pissed off. Then I'm seeing, oh, okay, that's the reaction from my own fuck up. Yeah. Rather than like- And I get that. Okay, it was a bad rather example. Rather than someone coming to me at the beginning and being like, as a friend, I want to tell you before you do fuck up that you shouldn't do this because if you're going to do this, then like, do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, I've, okay. not, I've not fucked up yet. So don't it definitely tell gave, me that I'm going to- It definitely gave a mixed- a mixed image of him, I think. There were some redeeming parts of it, like I've said, and, and it's not all bad. And I don't look at it this way. It's not Kevin Hart isn't someone that I take time out of my day to dislike. Yeah. yeah. I, but he does he does do things that make you just, just like, do dude. dislike yeah, him. Yeah, just like dude. Yeah. He's one of those famous people as well who I'm trying to think of a good example. UK example is someone like Peter Kay. I've been thinking about this a lot recently because Christmas came around and people were talking about Peter Kay a lot. Um, he's someone who has this really friendly, happy, laughy, funny persona. I've never met the guy, but I'm fairly confident that he'd be a bit of a dick in real life. Whereas Kevin Hart does this thing where he stands on stage and he's goofy and he's funny, but then I'm pretty sure if you went and had an actual yeah. conversation with the guy's a bit of a knob. I can't imagine that he'd give people the time of day. Just to flip it back onto what Simon Someone like saying. Bill Murray. I bet Bill Murray's well nice. <laughs> <laughs> Just to flip it back on what um, Simon was saying and uh, going back to music. Uh, how James Brown was like on the come up and then falling down. Do you feel like this is what's happening to Wiley in in the grime oh, industry? Oh, good lord! Ooh, so Mr. Wiley, Mr. The Godfather yeah, of Grime, Godfather of Grime himself. It feels like he's not necessarily on the decline, but it feels like he's hit shaky ground in which the ecosystem around him has changed. And he's at that stage pretty late in his career where he's not able to pivot on the good foot and catch it. Yeah, He's he's doing a lot of things that are old-timey grime that just don't work in the world of I grime think- and music in general now. 
and he's coming off crazy because of it. I think, well, I'm not going to speculate on what online is saying of the reasons why he's crazy. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, that took me so long. <laughs> yeah, because um, we're, we're not going to judge anyone and we're not going to say that someone like the internet is always right. Yeah. Because, yeah, that, that would be worrying if the internet was always right. But I think in a lot of the stuff that he's doing anyway, he's contradicting himself quite a lot. Yeah. Like, I don't get how you can throw shade. If, if he threw a lot of shade at Chip. And Chip was just like, where am I? Like, Chip's at home. Yeah, he was like, yo, like, why am I involved in this? Yeah. Like, he's just discaling he, fish, ready to cook it tonight. Yeah, mind his own business. He, JK got ended up getting involved, like through shade at JK. Proper for JK. He's JK is ready for any beef. Yeah, he's at he's, home with his puffer jacket and Air Max on, just ready. Yeah, he's <laughs> ready. He's, he's from Brom. We're built yeah. different. We're built different. So, um, yeah, but it was just. I don't know. There's a lot of contradiction. Like I saw him throwing a lot of shade at Stormzy about Vossibop. He sh- but did he not do um, Boasty, Gavinci yeah, Bag? He did, he did do that. That happened. Gavinci Bag, um, other tracks that are not Grime, that are li- literally his songs Yeah, that are made, to, that are designed to do well in the charts. And I'm, yes. not ma- I'm not mad at artists doing that. No. But I feel like if you're going to do that, then you can't really be mad at other people for doing it. Like exactly. I understand that he's a, a very, he always has been a growing purist. He got onto yeah. Skepta, Chip and everyone else back in, uh, Dizzy back in the day when they started going over to America and doing other stuff and becoming um, more like pop and commercial. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just- Is it bitterness? I think it comes across as bitterness, but that's not the- Like I never pop like that. But the no. world, the world's changed. Like, well, these, uh, it's, you know, not, I, I don't think, think the intention is bitterness, but it comes across as bitterness. Well, it's like Stormzy did a whole track called Wiley Flow, which when we looked at it to yeah. begin with, we was like, oh yeah, Wiley's gonna see this as a diss, and everyone's like, no, you can see it's like paying homage, and Stormzy's like, yo, I called it Wiley Flow because I'm paying homage, like, yeah, but Wiley still saw that as a diss, and I feel like I don't know whether it's the because this is something that he It feels to me like a sort of, you kids get off my lawn. No, well, it's not, I don't think it's that. I feel like it's something, when, when you're involved in creating something and you know how it was, like Grime, like it, for me, this is why I, I'm not as much of a fan as Grime now to Grime 2008. 2007, uh, 2000, yeah. like, two, five, even as far as 2005, like, it's not the same. It doesn't have that yes. same feeling. I and agree. when you when you make something and that's your, like, your baby and you see it developing into something that it's not, and then you start seeing that all the opportunities that people are getting from this thing that you help make and it's going in a different vision that, you never saw it. People are now getting making mad money off it. They're being able to charge half a million for a show. Yeah. And no one's shouting you. The fact that he doesn't turn up for shows kind of doesn't help. But like when you're seeing that, okay, these men are doing, they're making all this money off something that we created. And I don't feel like we're getting the credit that we deserve. 
Yeah. I feel like it's a bit of that. I see that. A bit of with maybe he's going, maybe he's getting like all of this is making him go a bit crazy. Yeah. Is not understanding who's with him, who's against him. Yeah. For me, it's like a, a different lane, a parallel lane of that is what Wiley helped create in those early days was like painfully raw 140 BPM yeah. music. And if it wasn't at 140, it wasn't Custer's growing. And that's how brutal they were. They yeah. would be in a room and you'll see videos of them going, it's 138, good try. Yeah. <laughs> you would see that. The, so yeah. They, <laughs> 138, yo, that's garage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good try. Yeah. Um, you would see that. So I think what it sounds like sometimes is Wiley went, all you've done is put training wheels so you can go faster. Like yeah. all you've done is made it easier, made it more palatable for the people who weren't there when it was the spicy that we made it. Yeah. You've, yeah, you've added yogurt to your curry and now there's everyone a, there's wants a, a bit. There's a thing here, I guess, of, and this is something that I understand, I'm sure someone could throw an example at me of how this makes me a hypocrite. But if you make something, anything, not necessarily music, whether it's just literally anything. If you, if yeah. you create something and it has a, cult following yeah. yeah which is what grime has it it, ne it never in the old days it never it never blew up it was never mainstream it had that really yeah. passionate cult following yeah if if someone takes that and finds a way whilst paying respect to it to just ever so slightly like so almost find that perfect point where everyone starts to like it yeah. You, you, whether you tune it down or whatever, like you don't turn it all the way down and become Justin Bieber, yeah. but you, you just you play with the dial just enough until everyone goes, "What's that over there?" Well, why did he try to do that? Wearing yes. my Rolex. Well, we just said That's he did track. He did. Era, though, he did track. Yeah, he's yeah. done tracks like um, Boasty. Yeah, Boast is completely different though. That's not grime at no, all. No, it's not. That's not like, one bit. But, but then, where are my Rolex is a great example. Yeah. But so he rapped. The last things that Roll Deep were doing. Yeah. Like you're playing with that dial a little bit. And I think it's just a case of a moment as well, where UK music is having a moment. And I guess I, I we all know I'm not, and I would never feel it appropriate to call myself a grime fan. But I think there's a there's an association there between like UK music, especially in this kind of side of music, this genre. And then grime kind of gets attached, regardless of whether it's actually grime. If I think of, uh, uh, before we started having these conversations, I thought UK hip hop and I was like, oh, okay, that's grime. Yeah. Two different things. And yeah. I know that now, but I think in but the- still, in the still a lot of people still do that. Exactly. So do you think maybe a, Someone just, sent me a playlist to share to you that is called hip hop. Oh, UK yes, hip -hop, I, saw, I saw that as so, well. Okay. I have a playlist. Uh, Shout can, out to Can we pause Big for a Pots. second? Yeah. Okay, we're back. Now, whilst you were doing your doing your gentlemanly business, we Whoa, pause. <laughs> big, big pause. Uh, big I pulled pause. a face. I need to go piss. Go. <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna keep, I'm gonna keep it raw, dog. <laughs> um, go on. Anyway. I was thinking about an example in my head, and one thing I always do is like I try and relate. If there's a topic that I don't know a lot about, like this, I'll try and relate what I'm hearing to something that I do understand to try and make it make sense. Like it makes makes my brain go better. 
Good, good English, well done. Mm -hmm. First language. So I thought about Star Wars, right? Yeah. And if I'm understanding, uh, to me it feels a bit like Grime and its cult following and how it originally was is like the original trilogy. That's the bit that like your hardcore Star Wars fans love. And that is, that is everything to them. Those, mm -hmm. those movies, four, five, and six, they're the, they're the best ones. Yep. And then everything that came afterwards where, you know, we're, we're playing with the dials and George Lucas went and threw it back and we made the prequels and we all went, oh, it's a bit, mm, no. And some people really liked it, especially younger people. And kids loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what it was there for. And then now Disney have bought it and it's become more massive. I think Star Wars is bigger now than it ever has been because Disney. Yeah. But then the OG Star Wars people are getting mad at it because it's not that Star Wars, but it's still Star Wars. And it's so really all you're doing is upsetting the, it's the same thing, but you're just upsetting the people who only like that first part of it. I mean, are unwilling to accept anything that came after it. Uh, yeah. Like, and then Mark Hamill's still in it. So I'm sure you could probably find me an example there of someone who was like an OG in grime. It's the exact same. Who's still, who's like making smart moves in the new. Skepta. Skepta. Mm -hmm. it's exactly. Exa it's, do you know what though? It's the exact same. Who'd have thought Gets. it? I just make grime and Star Wars <laughs> the same thing. Yeah, We're underrated. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, even when you look at. That's going to um, be the clip for the, before the intro music. Even even when you look at America, though, it's the exact oh, same yeah. with what people class hip hop to be. Yeah, that's very yeah. Very As good. like, oh, this is like hip hop in its purest. Like this was the best era. And things grow and things change, and that's okay. Sometimes you won't like the way it changes. Other people will, and there'll be some things that change along with. Like to keep with my metaphor, there's some parts of the prequels that are pretty good. Yeah. Like there's parts but, in those movies that I enjoy. But for, do you know what it is? I've pulled up on the computer. So there's some good mumble this, rappers. This is gonna, this mm. is gonna be, this is gonna mean nothing to you. Okay. I'm excited. I cannot see. And I have an idea of what I wanted to pull up. Go on. So with like grime moments and for me clashing, there was so many historic moments. Yep. Which is where this, like just going straight back to Wiley was the one that sent first. Yep. And I'm not going to lie. I was very disappointed in what I heard. <laughs> it, he did a, he did a send with a tweet rollout, which yeah, it had a tweet yeah. rollout. Should we play it? Part, yeah, we can do. Uh, yeah. Cause this will give more context for what I'm about to, to, to do as well. I can always just have it like slightly lower in the background while we talk. Oh, uh, and we can talk over it. We can talk about it. I'm really excited to use these new features of our lovely roadcaster in front of me that no one listening knows that we're all wearing headphones and I love it. Like my little nerdy brains, like all firing off. It's great. <laughs> yeah. So, so what are we listening to? This is uh, Idiot Scaring Man Part One. 
numbers, that's them, man. They ain't gonna be here in the end, man. I step up and I end, man. Send man straight to the truth, man. I bougie. Send a man straight to the booth. I ain't looking from a mountain or standing Wiley's on the roof. I'll be standing on the floor with my trucks Wiley's and my coops. Drop top, ready to run this place blue. Never I've read all the no, yeah. his rap style. The, the production on the beat as well. Incredible. Everything about this was great. For me, growing up, listening to clashes and you can turn this one up full because yeah. I don't think this is going to be anywhere a clash to me <laughs> what we had what we hearing open man like birthday presents just because I don't like your presents tech time please stop flashing your rebels because I will expose them like cheap whores who's been fucked by at least four yeah. niggas awesome. from the same end a clash for me is Buzz. something like this and like <laughs> I understand I understand Buzz. we're never gonna get you're never gonna be able to recreate those but a clash for me like the bars have to be like this it has to be so personal and for anyone that doesn't know this is the historic gets versus bashy clash and just because she's bored and the whole event has been caught on camera let me talk about you spitters now not for you son <laughs> amateur lack content and lack character letting any tom dick or malachi manager say my name your damage i'll leave you missing teeth like noel gallagher What's really good, I'm really hood. Cut back, I really would. And leave your brains in your release, you hood. You don't want beef, you mutt. So what if I release it for me? I'll be for the nook and leave you the goods. It's deep in the hood. But it's getting better than in the woods. And there's trees in the woods. Me, I'm real when I see for the booger. When I see for the booger, I'm easily pushed. I might hide the heat in the bush with a guy that don't mind to squeeze from a bush. Yeah. All year round, if it's season, I could. Cool bears down, but the people are shook. Yeah. Believe that I would. I don't believe that a crook or a chief and a theme in the mutt. Don't speak to me, puff. I'm a thief in the mic. I get the reason I'm hooked. Because ain't nothing like squeezing his shubs that fake MC. That are easily shushed. Fake MCs with me, I'm a look living in Neverland like Peter and Hook. Then where forget heat and enjoy, they talk a good game, but speaking is pop. Yeah. So, AJ, I know oh, for someone well, who. Yo, that was sick. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've got I've got another clash that I want to refer to, but w were you still finishing your point on it? Uh, no, I'm going to let you go because. But my, my point on this was I just feel like for, for someone like Wiley that grew up in this era, because let's not forget Wiley had some historic clashes Very as true. well, which I don't know if he was going to pull that up, but nope. oh, well, I'm going to pull up um, some Wiley clashes anyway as well. But going from the the content of that, where the lyrical content, it was personal. There's, you've got so many hits and metaphors yep. like for what, what for what Wiley produced for this, I'm like you've come from, you've come from this. Like when I hear when I hear a clash, this is what goes through my head. I'm like, oh shit! Like I, I'm expecting to hear stuff like this, and I don't know. Like I don't know whether this is where I draw the line, and I'm like I can't love grime like how I used to love it. Yeah. So so like even. It's just gonna pull this one up as well. Go for it. Wiley versus Getz, 12 years ago. I'm up, bad, I'm up, bad, I'm up once. If you wanna come and take man for a dunce, I've been on the ground for a hundred months and I ain't stopped doing music not once. Bad, I'm up, bad, I'm up, bad, I'm up once. If you wanna come and take man for a dunce, I've been on the ground for a hundred months and I ain't stopped doing music not once. See, the bars are right, they're like scriptures. I'm famous and everybody takes pictures. I had faith since decks and mixers. And you're a non-believer, so I can't see you in the distance. Picture the game as a whole, it's healthy like the boy, a bit of no tea business. Jay's my witness, I'm a musician, our skeptor. Three of us talk, then we make a decision. You know me, I got good vision. Rude boy, listen. Don't fuck about that we are rude boy missing when the goons start fishing. I'm a LOA kid, I got the hood snakes hissing. Me, the shot. Yeah, 
That's so, not really like a versus though, but that's yeah. like, like for me, that's just like how raw, yeah. like grime was. And especially when you're, if you're clashing someone, how we heard with the, the bashing gets one, I think that's yeah. probably going to be the, the most historic like grime clash ever. I, yeah. I expect that raw feeling. It's like, let me just pull one more up. I'll let you go. <laughs> while, I'll let you go while I'm pulling this up. So, oh, go on. So, for me, one like I've got two things to say that I'll try and say them simultaneously. Stick with me. Put your seatbelts in. So, one thing is we're in an era now where I hate to use the word clout, but like the following and clout that a rapper has from dropping something on YouTube without any without seemingly any backing to drop a video unannounced like that you having numbers like in the short term looks like success yeah the fact that Stormzy dropped that video and he was touching it was just under a million views in a day yeah and he was number one trending on YouTube that looks like people didn't even listen but they were like oh shit look at the numbers Wiley must be shaking before we even listened to what was said because we live in an era of music music fans now that that matters. I feel like though, what like when, if we're looking at lyrical content between just what I've heard from part one of each, I'm assuming yeah. that, well, we know that we have seen Wiley say on Twitter, There's part more. two, yeah. part two is already recorded. He just wants numbers. More. He wants numbers. And this is like, he's, everyone's forgetting he's rolling out a new album. Yes, the both So are. this is both. a point that I was gonna bring up. Uh, I'm reading an article here and they're talking to an, a freelance grime journalist called Paul Gibbons. If anyone recognizes that name, shouts out. And he says, uh, the thing is with Wiley, when he made pop, he put it back into grime. Maybe he thinks this is uh, the newest successes aren't doing that. Wiley's always sent for people when he has stuff to promote, says Paul, who adds that under Stormzy's reply on YouTube, he shared links to buy tour tickets and his album. Both yep. sides are using this as a promotional tool and yep. they both know it's going to be talked about everywhere because Stormzy is such a big character now. Exactly. Yeah. People can say it's cynical and maybe it's not always indicative of the spirit of grime, but actually it's always been there. Clashes and dubs have always been for promoting whatever MCs have out. Nope. I don't think the spirit necessarily has ever left, but it's refreshing to see people so big in stature now making these tunes about each other. So, yeah, I agree in this situation. So One more thing. Go on. It's worth noting that this is nothing new. This isn't a quote. This is just part of the article. Uh, when Getz and Skepta clashed on Kiss FM in 2008, Skepta must have mentioned his upcoming album about 10 times, and Getz made sure to plug freedom of speech too. Yeah, I yeah. just, like, but at, at the same time, I'm going- Isn't that what all music beef is? No. No. I, so, like- so I've got one. Uh, I'll let you go, and then I'm going to I'm gonna play you one that comes from Birmingham, like, over- 10, 15, okay. 12 years ago. So the one I'm referring to, again, starts 2006, Lord of the Mics part two, the days when a clash, some of the last days where a clash was you with a mic, me with a mic, and we say shit we don't like about each other. Okay. Skepta, Devilman. Oh, wow. So the first time that happened, Grime fans were like, holy shit, the beef clash is yeah. deep. People were talking about family. People were talking about the way people moved. People talk about personal life. People talk about legal life. People talk about a lot in that clash. In the meet, and then parallel to that, Skepta was building to become what Skepta is now. And then in 2016, the beef rekindled and Skepta was in the position that Stormzy is in now, where he is the household name 
And Devil Man is someone who is known in the grime world, but not known anywhere. But yeah, yeah. isn't hasn't got that household stamp. Listen to Devil Man rap, and you're like, shit, that guy can rap. Yeah. But when you put him against Skepta and the thousands and millions of people that were searching Skepta, Skepta, all Skepta did in the rekindling was drop Nasty. Please, can you play Nasty? Yes, I'll pull up Nasty. So what Skepta did is he went, I'm going to show you how to take the Clash style rap and add the simplest video. Stormzy's just dancing around with a mug and a joint, which he you ominously don't see because he's gone BBC, as he even says. <laughs> yeah, Skepta gave us Nasty which, if you listen to <laughs> what he says, is how a clash goes. Thanks for the adverts. <laughs> Why do you always use YouTube? Uh, uh, I don't think Nasty's anywhere else. Yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah. Is this the video yeah. as well? Yeah. Phenomenal work. And- You're not real. Skepta does this, probably more clever than anyone on a mainstream yeah. clashes for me. Yeah. Because he, does a mixture of what that article said where obviously there's plugs about yourself but he goes back to Lord of the Mics and goes this is how you fucking clash yeah, I don't know why Chip mentioned my name, but Devil Man's trying to get attention again. Told you before, this year is the year of the real fake niggas get left in the rain. Think because I'm up there sitting on the plane that I can't really hear what the people are saying. But I can hear everything loud and clear, and they're telling me to tell you to stay in your lane. Lord of the mics, fam, I could have clashed any man. But I said, fam, let me clash Devil, Devil Man. Because if man's taking the whole one, two, one star, Birmingham are gone clear like Evian. But since then, man, I can't hear ya. Real Grammy niggas said they won't go near ya, and you would get a from my arms from Denjun Winsen if you do a show in your Fuck area. How good this was, you know. People, in some serious places. I saw your setting, it's basic. You try fake it. Did a YouTube video, none of your guys in the back show their faces. Yeah, he's just a straight. I remember as well. I remember running this in a club and everyone losing their minds. I would lose whole lot. How is how is this how is this a song that you can play in a rave, but it's a clash? Like the only other the only other thing that I've seen where you've been able to do this as well was completely flipping it on its head was the Drake um, back to back. Yeah, yeah, that was I knew there was one in my head. Um, that I was thinking of. He says some very offensive things. But even even <laughs> going like when you, I'm going to bring back to on the talk of Birmingham with you brought up Devil Man, like where that article I don't know who the guy's name that was writing it. Like oh. where, <laughs> when they were people, referencing Paul, I think the article was from like Next Man. Yeah, when when people, the article was from the BBC. Yeah, when people were clashing back in the day, I'm going to bring this one up. It was Socks versus Chucky. Anyone that's from Brum will remember this. And this was not just this was not just a clash where it was like, oh yeah, you said this. Look, these people were turning up at each other's mums' houses, kicking off doors, running in with <laughs> knives, I trying be to laughing, trying to fuck each other up. Like that that was the severity of clashing back in the day. And this is where I feel like- Love that Windows Movie Maker font. Oh yeah. Classic. <laughs> Classic. Um, that's, how, that's how you know that this is this old. Is old. And that, so like when you just hear her as well, like the rawness of how clashing used to be, I feel like clashing now, it's, it is more- It has more, to be polished for the Yeah, it has to be polished. It has to- 
Don't think you're sick, cause you made one shit with frantic I'll back out the stick and aim for your grandma's grandkids It's not that your mum can't master the English language Now you're the one that end up stranded Me and your girl was under the blanket She used to chat about C.K. But none of the mans ain't seen you in Hampstead Why is your head gigantic? Get left in a bed with a bandage Man, do you sex in dances? Roll with teams that are wet, cause I don't take chances Man, don't care who you hang with R and O ain't real, they're pansies I don't care who you're with, cause around these bits Man, I got more sticks than branches Shockey's the grim guy, talking about bang so something I've, th I've been thinking about throughout this whole thing, when it comes to diss tracks of any description, and I, yeah. and I understand there's a, a distinction here between like people clashing and just just a run of the mill diss track. Yeah, like, that's different. But the thing that anyone who's lyrically talented, anyone who can rap, anyone who can write good bars, can write a this track no, yeah. not not necessarily but you know what i mean like if you're able to like you know spin words together well the odds are you can probably spin together something offensive offensive that you know yeah throw some throw some shade in there the thing that i've always found more impressive is when you can do that and turn it into a great song as in something i want to listen to rather than just go oh shit like he's throwing shade. No, I've so look at back to back, nasty, uh, and most recently out of the two songs that we've been talking about with the Wiley and Stormzy. Stormzy's song was I, I will I would go back and, and listen this, to that yeah, again. And Whereas, and I understand that's because I'm more of a Stormzy fan than I ever would be a Wiley. No, but fan. this is where you're just not. A, this is where you yeah. just not come from the culture of clashing. But I, the whole is there not more of a a skill and a talent to making something that has one sole purpose, which is to throw shade at somebody and actually make it a palatable song more, that's no, not no, just difficult more, to listen more, to. There's Clashes more, are made to, you, you don't really go back to half of a clash. The art it's, of, too, it's a yin and yang. The art of clashing, there, there is an art to clashing and not a lot of, you'll find that there's not a lot of artists that can clash well. Oh yeah. And it is a very difficult thing, even taking it back to- Looks like ultimately at the end of the day, you've made a song. Like you've produced a piece of music. Do you not want it to be- It's not intended for people to- Nice to listen to and no. still achieve the same effect. No. It's not intended in that like way. Like I don't think in the Stormzy song, nothing of the message or the purpose of it or the, you know, the, I don't know, whatever the word I'm thinking of, n nothing about it was lost in the fact that it was actually just a nice song to- For look. a like, clash, I people enjoyed, I enjoyed soft. the song. For a clash, people but would I don't, say, I don't, a little the, bit soft. But the disses in there weren't watered down because it was nicer to listen to. No, but this is- Were they? No, but this not is- just what, me? No, no. Well, I'm not, I don't know. Cause I think I the lyrical content the, of what he said, yeah. he said a lot of stuff where I was like, okay, yeah. But yeah. I, I guess the, like the, there is a lot of the elements in there. Like I've, when you look at the two, the two idiot skank man and disappointed, Wiley's one, he's not actually saying much. Yeah, that's whereas, very true actually. Whereas Stormzy's one, he's very, he's, he's very like bringing up personal stuff. And this is where I feel like it does have the, a sense of the old school style of clashing. So there where, you go, it's, it's, a, it's, yeah, a so better, it, it's a better diss. And even if you were completely out of the loop and you were completely, you know, not interested in the fact that the songs were about each other, it's a better song to listen to. Cause I'm coming at it from that angle too. Okay, like if I'm, if I'm just, yeah. if I'm, if I'm throwing it on and let's say for example, you play the two songs 
to someone who has no context and you just go song A, song B. They might not even realize they were talking about each other. The Stormzy one is just a better song. Yeah, and but, in this particular instance, it's probably also the better diss. But this is yeah, but this it, I'm not agree I'm not disagreeing with you on any of that, but what I'm saying is that is not the art of clashing. The art of clashing like where I pulled up uh the bashy gets one. That's real clashing to me. And one Look, of them you, was nicer to listen to than the other one. I yes. can't remember which, the second one. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not it's it's not the point of I understand it's not the point, but I'm saying you know when you've got two people on the street like that, going back to back. But that is what a clash should be. Yeah, exactly. So in that context, fine. Because at that point, you're, you're rapping a cappella with, with a bunch of people around you. And at that, at that point, you're boiling it down to the content. But if you're going to produce a song, put it out on the internet and expect someone to plug their headphones in and listen to it like that, I... Again, and I admit I'm coming from this from a completely novice point of view. I'm just sharing an opinion. A big part of it is going to be like, oh, you you did a good job with your disc and I enjoyed hearing it. Yeah. I wasn't just listening to a disc. No, but... yeah, I get what you're saying. And right, okay, like that, so that is a part of it because obviously it is now. If, no, but it's it's always anything that you do with music, it has to be appealing on the ears. Like otherwise, if, it's not it like. You if Wiley have, and Stormzy want to like go stand in the street and do that, Wiley would probably win. Big Mike's got a voice. I mean, the, <laughs> I think like it's you can't you can't compare it like that. But what do you I'm get saying, my point though? Like that hasn't gone completely no, like yeah, off the rails. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying, and that's like a natural part of music, though it has to appeal on your ear anyway. But what I'm saying is like the natural art of like clashing. I feel over the years when you look back at the classic grime clashes where everything's very raw it's very authentic and then you start building up to where we are now in 2020 the progress of clashes hasn't got better how the music quality has got better does that make sense Uh, the production level and everything has got better the the um Clarity in people's bars has got better. Everything has got better. But what seems to not have got better is the personalness. The the, the personal personal a bit personability. No, no, like a, just like how per- Shakespearean words. How go. how personal yeah. the clash is to you. Like how deep the bars are hitting. Not the word is no. it? No, how deep the bars are hitting you. If anyone like, knows what the word is, hit us up. Like. The, the disrespect isn't there anymore either. Like, Socks told... So what did he say on one of them? He rode someone's mum over the King Standing Circle. But the, 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 the disrespect... Like, Socks is one of those um, artists that built his career off clashing. Yeah. Yeah. And he the disrespect that used to come out of his mouth in clashing people, you used to be like, wow. Like, it would physically make the other person in rage wanting to kill him. <laughs> and that's what I feel like clashes of the last five years are missing. Well, yeah, but is that not, like I said, because now two men aren't standing Numbers in the, matter. two men aren't standing in the streets. No, and a this, bit- this wasn't, st- this um, sucks Shucky one. They weren't standing in the street because at the time when there was clashing, they was trying to kill each other. You couldn't have put, right, them, okay, you yeah, couldn't yeah. Have put them in the Lord of the Mike's dungeon together because they would have physically tried to kill each other. Okay. 
Like this was all. I, I over... mean, I'm coming at it from a complete, you know, novice angle. I, I, my opinion means nothing. To talk about people clashing and beefing with the status quo, tell me about Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, terrible. That story was way less exciting than I had thought it was going to be when was I said we talk about, about it. The Golden Globes was hip hop's. I don't even know what to call them. Hip hop's royal family, the Carters, yeah, took their own champagne to the Golden Globes. Love that. Bring your own bottle. For me, like I was said it the earlier. The question is, did they take away with them this, what they didn't drink? Oh no, it gets better. So the question for me was, which I raised earlier, is like there's a level of like wealth that things happen that I don't know about. I didn't know that people were having a who has the newest Bugatti arguments. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> What they did was, for one, they had bottle guys carrying their own alcohol yep. and pouring their drinks for them. At Obviously, at Golden Globes, everyone sits at a round table with other people. Halfway through Golden Globes, this is evident on Twitter, and I don't know why we talk about Hollywood, but hey, if hip-hop is in Hollywood, we'll talk about it. Halfway through the Golden Globes, Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston couldn't get a glass of water between all of the cameras and all of the shit happening. So they asked someone from Jay-Z's table, the bottle guy, for a drink. And Jay-Z just nicely was like, yeah, fuck it, give him a bottle of Ace. <laughs> <laughs> so Jay-Z was out here like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> turning turning people's water into wine. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm all there for bring your own bottle. That's my energy bring in 2020. Bring your own bottle is my new 100%. favorite if any, if Try any, that in a club, see how far it gets you. Oh, you, you ain't Jay-Z. You think, you, you think I've not been doing that for the past three years? <laughs> bring your own bottle. Is, bring, there's a finesse to bring your own bottle. Me and Flair stay bringing our own bottles <laughs> into clubs. <laughs> so, um, any last news? Because I've got. I wanted to share a little bit about the baby. Uh, I'm really yeah, upset. That, that, that. I just wanted to go into the baby to be honest, because um, that's my mood for the year. If any promoters try to not pay me, I'm I'm going to be acting like the baby mm. and throwing hands. You're getting Jonathan out here. <laughs> yep. So recently, the baby has. I apologize for the whole Ricky Gervais bit. Oh, no, we need to know <laughs> because again, when are they going to let Chris Rock do anything again? Oh. Yeah, I'd be there for that. So, recently, DaBaby's been very open that he's being regularly harassed more than usual than the police departments in the cities he visits, especially when he goes to his hometown, Charlotte. He was arrested there. Yeah. He was released. They issued an apology and said they were going to begin an internal investigation about how they treated him. Um, because his... Again, he's very clever and he's very aware of his surroundings. As soon as the police interaction began his team began recording from multiple yep. angles to prove their story which mm -hmm. very directly contradicted what the police said in the series of events so the classic if the cameras weren't there what would have happened that's how yeah. we ha that's how you have to live in america these exactly days. so that happened he gets released he shows the paperwork he openly says to the press who were present at the time i will release these videos to prove to the local media here how skewed they were willing to make the story if these videos didn't exist. Mm. He gets freed, continues going. Uh, what seems like a week later, video comes out of what is supposed to be the baby beating up and robbing a promoter who undercut him by thousands of dollars. Promoter reports that it was a robbery because they stole his phone and $80. Um, the That's baby's a arrested. Yeah, the baby's arrested. 
Um, he's then told there's a warrant out for him in another state that he has to address as well. So he's pulled up to a judge twice. The baby pulls the most baller move and they say, this is your bail. How do you want to proceed? How does your lawyer want to proceed? The baby so casually leans into the mic and he goes, um, I have a quarter of a million dollars in cash in my hotel room if I can just get my lawyer to go get it and pay me out. <laughs> Love that. That's the energy I want for Thomas. Phenomenal. The only downside is that will anger a judge who might not be on your side. Yeah. yeah. And the police department who are not on your side, they might go raid the room before he gets there because it might be proceeds of a crime we're investigating. Mm-hmm. Boom, quarter of a million gone. But the baby obviously posts bail because he has the best lawyers on deck right now. Yep. Posts out. And the energy that he keeps coming with is phenomenal. So if you go to Twitter, follow the baby who is very open about how he dislikes having to do this for social media. He dislikes having to defend himself and release these videos when these things happen. But he very regularly tweets and explains. He just posted five hours ago. If social media wasn't such a lucrative tool in business, I wouldn't be even on it. It's lost souls influencing lost souls. I hate to see it. I encourage people to have the courage to find themselves without the false sense of security they search for on the internet. Shortly after that, I prefer to say less because social media isn't the place for truth. Lately, I've been feeling it's my calling to say more. I don't want to play with it, though. I respect my mind too much to allow myself to be identified as one of the internet folk. He continues to go on. The internet is so lost that if I say something with substance, I'm sad. Bitch, I'm good. God moved me to send this message out this morning. Don't send pity where it's not needed. Soak up the game for what it's worth. Maybe it's not worth anything at all. Shrug emoji. What I love about the energy is he's not doing a personal rollout. Yeah. Yeah. That a lot of other musicians would. The baby, for me... When we first learned about the baby dressing up as a baby in a nappy and doing all of that stuff, I didn't think we were going to get to the socially aware, yeah, I, very I, empowering musician. I yeah, thought true. he was just going to be classed in with all the other lils. Yeah. yeah. So I'm so happy that this is the energy that he started the year off with off the back of something that could have easily gone so negative. Look at the yeah. other musicians who have had harrowing moments with the law and have done nothing like this five hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. So big props to the baby. I'm very excited for his year. I hope he stays safe and he keeps these blessings because it's obvious that they're going to try and catch him. Yeah. Fun fact, YNW Melly might be out this year. For real? They keep saying it and I keep Wait, when's Bobby Schmurder out? I'm End s- of this year. I'm sick Woo! of hearing it. I'm sick of hearing it. I know. Um, I've been told Bobby Schmurder's coming out every year for the past three <laughs> no, years. No, he's November 2020. Oh, shit, no. I think I'm a year early. Yeah, I'm a year early. It's next year. Never mind. He keeps on doing shit to, yeah. to, to delay his Anyway, is Are, we, are any- we going on the same 12 field trip to go and see Schoolboy in, uh, in Jan- on, on the end of Jan? Yep. Yeah, anyone that wants to join. Oh, Mm, let me get. Let me see the dates. How many? January thirty first. Whatever the last day of January is. Uh, January thirtieth. Uh, booked and busy. Booked and busy. I then. Any other news we want to share with the world that's taking us into a already interesting twenty twenty? I've got a mind blowing gem I want to leave the world with when I finish this. Uh, I'm good. Anything from you, AJ? I'm good. I got nothing. 
Sweet. Thank you very much for joining us on this first of 2020. Same 12 notes. Boom, boom, boom. In partnership with the Fifth Element Podcast Network. It's your boys, Sign. It's AJ. Slow boat. Thank you very much. Fun fact I'm going to leave you with. Time is logarithmic, which means at 10 years old, 10% of your life was one year. When you hit 50, that's going to be about 5%. Make every year count because it gets shorter, motherfuckers.